I'm super happy. Are you happy? Welcome to the BU Find Happy Podcast. Here you'll find tips and tricks to inspire you on your way to happiness, to live a courageous life of authenticity, and learn how to speak your truth with grace. I'm Michaela Johnson, and welcome to our podcast. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the BU Find Happy podcast. I am so happy to be here with you today after taking a little time to regroup, and I'm so glad that you have come back. So thank you for being here. I <laughs> I wasn't sure what I wanted to talk about coming back. Um, I was like, oh, I want to talk about courage. Oh, I want to talk about setting goals. And I was flipping through my notebook um, where I keep notes on different podcast topics and things like that and guest guest notes and stuff like that. And I came across a right club that I had. I always take this journal that I use for this podcast to write club. And you guys have heard uh, me talk about right club before, especially if you follow me on social media and you have definitely heard about it. If you listen to our first guest episode with Steph Birch, who um, is at Steffi now on Instagram, she started these right clubs they are really awesome. Every week she sends an email to your inbox with a writing prompt. And it's just like all these like cool, different topics and things to explore about yourself. And she usually posts like a little story about her own experience and then kind of shares that and enlighten, you know, enlightens you to consider how you might feel in that situation kind of a thing. And I absolutely love her right clubs. Um, I'll put a link in here so that you can sign up for some right clubs. Before I go any further, I want to tell you guys that I am actually podcasting out of procrastination. So I am, uh, I'm supposed to be writing about another thousand words right now for this upcoming book that I'm super excited about, but I am sitting here just feeling like bleh on writing. I've already put in 2000 words today and I'm not feeling inspired. And so I thought I should podcast. And I do think that good things can come from procrastination. I think sometimes procrastination allows our mind to kind of stew on things and like maybe it's subconsciously working in the background. I talked about that a little in episode 14 uh, with Sonny, which, oh my gosh, I have to tell you guys the craziest freaking story ever, which is that, you know, I met Sonny through following Alex. Honold on Instagram. And anyway, Sonny ended up coming on the podcast way long time ago, forever ago, uh, still one of the top trending, uh, podcasts. People love her podcast episode. Um, actually I've had a couple people email when's Sonny coming back on. And so here's, what's really wild is that Sonny started this program. And I don't know if, if it was like right around the time that she was on the podcast or if it was before or shortly after, but it's called out wild. And she does it with Jeremy Jensen, who also has a podcast called the adventurers playbook, super awesome podcast, check it out. And, um, another girl by the name of Courtney Sanford, and they started this thing called out wild. 
And it's basically a retreat for people who are kind of looking to tap into life in the outdoors and like value-based living and things like that. Super, super awesome. And obviously you guys know, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, that I live in the great outdoors. Um, So it's very much part of my daily life, but they were holding this retreat for Outwild in my backyard, like literally in my backyard. They were actually having it in Coloma, Lotus area, which is like a seven minute drive from my house, not even like five minute drive from my house. And so I thought, oh my goodness, there is no way that this girl could be this close and that I could not attend this workshop. I just felt so, I don't know. I just really felt like I needed to be there. And so I finally got to meet Sonny in person and got to take some of her workshops and some of the other workshops and got to climb for the first time, uh, ever, which was truly freaking awesome. I think I'm addicted and just so much awesomeness. I I could literally talk for an hour about all of the incredible things that came from out wild and being a psychotherapist. I'm always cautious to go to retreats and being that I live in the outdoors. I'm especially cautious to go to anything that's like outdoor, like outdoorsy with intention because I live in the outdoorsy with intention. And this, this really, truly guys out wild is for everyone. And the people that I met, so amazing. The relationships that I have created will be like lifetime long lasting. The people are truly amazing. I, it's the people who really made out wild. I mean, for sure. Sonny, Jeremy, Courtney, they are incredible and they did such a fantastic job and the food was amazing. But the people that, that are drawn to that space are my kind of people. And I just felt so at home and it was such a great thing. So, uh, Savannah and I actually went together, which was really cool. And my husband came along as well, which was a lot of fun. And it was just such a neat vibe and such a cool thing. And I'm so glad that I did it. But I digress as per usual. (laughs) So I was flipping through this book and I came across the notes from my right club, uh, my in-person right club. So Steffi now does these on email, but she also does some if you are in the Sacramento area at, um, oh shoot, is it Zuda Yoga? No, no, no. Moment Ohm. I think it's Moment Ohm. Ah, Can't remember. Regardless, I'll link it. She does in-person right clubs. And, um, in March of this year, she did one that was a women's only group, which was pretty spectacular. And I was just flipping through here guys. And I was looking at some of my notes and I just felt compared to compelled to share this with you. Uh, she asked, what does sisterhood mean to you? And I wrote, I believe we need to hear and see beyond into the spirit connection and attempt to lift each other up. We as women are our own worst enemy. We need to demonstrate what we want from each other to get what we want from the brotherhood. I just find it so interesting that we are sitting together, but riding apart. I read that today and I was like, and that is so true. What can you do right now? Who can you text? Who can you tap? Who can you call? Who can you share a connection with? What woman in your life can you reach out to right now and say, I hear you. I see you. I hope you're well. 
I appreciate you. I love you. I'd love for you to take a minute and pause the podcast and reach out to another woman in your life who needs who needs to hear from you today or who would be overjoyed to hear from you today. So then I kept on reading and there was just so much in this, in this woman episode, but then we like wrote these like things to ourselves, like messages to ourselves or like a mantra or like a memo. And I loved what I wrote and I want to read these to you. I am exactly where I am supposed to be. I know it's okay that I am different. I need to keep doing what I am doing with or without the support of others. You are enough. And I love this one. Even though you are a badass, you don't have to go at that all the time. (laughs) Uh, You don't have to run a million freaking trillion miles an hour all the time. You can show some weakness. It's okay. Don't let others put pressure on you especially to be different. And then she asked us to kind of reflect on all that. And I said that I felt there was a point that I realized we are all the same. It was odd to wonder what she was wondering. I felt that she might judge or that I might do something wrong. And in that moment, we had to sit silent with our backs to, um, this other woman in the group. And then we had to turn and look at each other silently. And we had to like stare for like a super long time. It was such a long time to like look into the eyes of another woman. Um, that was a perfect stranger that I hadn't met before that night, but it was crazy to just see her face shift when she was experiencing different emotions and like really realize that at the core, we are all so similar And that all of us have our struggles right now. All of us have our things that are paining us or ailing us. And, you know, it's important that we, and this is, this is exactly this phrase exactly is Steph, Steph's phrase that we send grace just in case it's so important. I feel like a lot Lately, we have these like buzzwords that everybody's using, like um, self-care and authenticity and be transparent. And it's like, what do all those really mean? Like, what do all these words that we just toss around really mean? And I think that what they're all trying to say is to be you. Just be you. Um not the version of you that you think someone else wants you to be, not the version of you that you feel like you need to be for whatever reason, because all of those versions of us are like these hats that we're putting on, like a mask, like something that we're wearing to shield ourselves from who we really are. And and every time that we put on one of those masks, we lose a little bit of ourselves we start to become confused on who we really are. Like if I wear this mask so often, I start to forget what my actual face looks like, right? So regardless of the term, 
I think what it's saying is just be you. And that is not, not always so easy to do. That's just the truth of it. The other thing that I really have been feeling a lot lightly, lightly, lately, is that it's important for us to understand our why. And I've been seeing this a lot on Instagram lately. What's your why? What will you know? Blah, blah, blah. And for me, um, I think that we cannot truly understand our emotions, our letdowns, our successes, our perceived failures, unless we really truly understand our why. And if we understand our why, the why that we're doing something, then we can connect to the need. Like, what is our need? What did what did we need? So, for example, and if you listen to Shireen's episode last week when I um, kind of pitched you all over there, you know, the example was if you're losing weight, right? If you want to lose weight, what is your why? And if your why is because you uh, want your husband to be more affectionate to you and you want to look prettier and all of that. Well, that, that may not be the right reason to set that as a goal, right? Uh, Because there's a really good chance that you will lose that weight. And when you do, you won't be happy because your need wasn't really to lose weight. Your need was to be loved by your spouse, to receive affection from your spouse. But if you're, if the reason you want to lose weight is because you have diabetes and 25 pounds would make the difference between having to take a pill every day or not, then that's like a legit why, right? That's like, this is something like, like this is the need. The need is to lose the weight so that I don't have to do this other thing. That is the need. So I think we really need to start being more mindful of the why we're doing things. And I'm totally guilty of this. Like when I pick up my phone to go to post on Instagram, I'm like, why do I feel the need to post on Instagram right now? Is it something that just bothered me and I feel like I just need to get it out and this is the way I want to get it out? Or am I looking for some sort of validation from others? Or am I hoping that perhaps I will inspire someone else that they will read this caption and they will connect to it and it will make their day better? And when I understand my why, it really changes the way I, I engage or I react or I act. So I think it is so important for us to really consider that as we're moving through life. Same thing with like a new car. Like, do you need a new car because yours is going to break down on the highway and, you know, you're not going to be able to get to work? Or do you want, do you need, do you think you need a new car because you think it'll make you feel better about yourself? Kind of sitting with that, like the why. Okay, so I attended Outwild, which I kind of touched on in the beginning. And one of the things that really came up is synchronicities in life. And we've had someone on the podcast in the past who has talked about synchronicities, but it's so absolutely true that they are all around us. These opportunities are all around us. And when we listen to the things around us in life, then we can, we can 
jump on these opportunities when they come up. But more importantly, we can avoid things that maybe we aren't supposed to do. And when something falls through that we wanted to do and we're upset about it, we can really connect to the fact that like I am exactly where I'm supposed to be. Because these synchronicities led me here. And I know that there's something here that I am supposed to gather. Okay. I want to um, tap into the example on that. Okay. So just being honest, I stopped there because my husband was pulling up my phone. (laughs) And you probably heard it. So here we go. Um, Synchronicities. Okay. This whole thing with Outwild, right? I had a company come to me about writing a book. And the turnaround time was super fast, like six weeks. And, um, because I had out wild scheduled, I could not accept the opportunity and it would just, when they, they needed a, the proposal and the outline, like the day I'd be starting the workshop. So I, anyway, it didn't work out. And after the retreat was over, I felt a little bit like bummed out, like disappointed. But then I realized the people that I met at Outwild were the people I was supposed to meet. And if I hadn't gone to write this book, it just wouldn't have, it wouldn't have brought me the happiness that I thought it was going to, because I had this commitment. And while I was there, I felt so completely exactly where I was supposed to be. Like I knew in the moment that it was exactly right, that I was just exactly where I was supposed to be because I'd listened to so many different little things that had happened, little oddities or coincidences, we may call them, um, in the weeks leading up to that. And to this day, I don't regret the choice um, to go to Outwild. And I don't regret losing the book deal because I still feel that it was very much exactly where I was supposed to be. And one of the big things that I took away from Outwild that I want to super duper share with you is that courage is contagious. I so saw this. Guys, I went to climb for the first time at the Crags and I met this awesome girl. Okay. And P.S. This girl, I'm not even going to drop her name yet, is going to be on this podcast in two weeks. Maybe it's now. She might meet not till November um, because... <laughs> I didn't even know who she was when I met her, when we were hanging out, when we were learning to climb together. And then afterwards found out that she's actually, um, incredibly like, I mean, I knew she was inspirational to me in the moment because we were trying to rock climb for the first time together and she was such a cool spirit, but it wasn't until after all of that, that I really learned, um, all the amazing things that she's doing in her life. And I can't wait to share those things with you in a future episode. Um, But while we were there and while we were learning to do this rock climbing, I was looking around and realizing like courage is so contagious. If, if you have people in your life who are cheering you on, who are holding you up, who are laughing with you at your vulnerabilities, who are crying with you through your fear, who are doing these things with you, courage is contagious. And so I want to ask you, do you have people in your life who are encouraging you and doing all these things, cheering you on, holding you up, laughing with you at your vulnerabilities, crying with you through your fear? Do you have people in your life who are doing that? That's what I want to ask. And so much 
I want to chat with you about on courage so much. I want to chat with you about on the importance of having these kinds of people in your life, because I know for certain I would not have made it to the top of this sheer rock wall. If it had not been for all of the people around me who were cheering me on, there were so many times when I wanted to give up. There were so many times where I felt the physical pain, scratching my hands from the rock, hitting my head on a granite slab. I guess it was probably a limestone slab, but the point that those people who were there, who were pushing through it with me, those are the people you need in your life. Okay. And after that big note, (laughs) uh, totally separately, I am currently on another detox, right? So I had that first one, which I definitely want to share with you guys when it's done. I'm seven days away from finishing it and started a different detox, which a lot of you have heard. I feel like everybody is a beach body coach, but it is the ultimate reset, the 21 day. So this, the first one was like a cellular detox. It was like a, a metabolic, um, no, sorry, like a cellular cleanse, right? Like trying to get rid of all the toxins and metals and different environmental things that have been plaguing my life um, forever. And this one is a metabolic cleanse. So it's more of like a gut cleanse. Like it's all about what you're eating. And currently uh, lentils with shredded carrots and lime (laughs) and salads. But really, honestly, like one of the things from out wild was the food was so freaking phenomenal and it was all gluten-free and all I'm going to say vegetarian because I think we did have eggs and stuff. Um, and I, I kept thinking like, God, I feel so great. I really wish I ate like this more often. And, and you guys have heard me. I'm very clean eater, like veggie, 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 salmon that we catch, stuff like that. Super clean eater. But this is like a whole different level of eating. This is like really utilizing so much of like nature's loveliness in creative ways that I've never done before. Like I'll you know, steam my squash or I'll, I'll roast a butternut squash or something like that. But this is like super creative. And so this lentil salad was actually so flipping good. I don't think I've ever eaten lentils before, like willingly. Like, I don't think I've ever like gone, I'm going to make a lentil salad. Um, like maybe I ate it somewhere as a side dish or something and didn't really know, or I've definitely had them in like soup, but oh my gosh, so good. So delicious. But my whole therapy office like reeks like hippie food. (laughs) So I'm sure that my clients who will be coming in next will be like, what the heck is going on in here? I usually try to do a light citrus diffusing. Um, I feel like citrus is really fresh and also cleanses spiritually and also the sickies and things like that. So yeah. And I don't mean like emotional sickies. I mean like the actual like sneezies and stuff. So I try to, um, gosh, you know, I've never really shared about my office space too much. I've posted on Instagram, but yeah, so I have a couch with a couple of throw pillows. It's a light blue, kind of like a light teal, actually, if that's a color. And I have a lamp and some really incredible art. Um, one of the arts I have is a gicle, um, which I really went out on a limb to buy this piece of art when I was living in San Diego. 
And um, funny story, if you read the book, Teetering on Disaster, my book, Teetering on Disaster, Mr. Disappointment went to the art gallery with me and was like, no, don't buy it. It's too expensive. And um, then when things did not work out with he and I, I like went and bought it intentionally. (laughs) Just because he said I shouldn't, I did. Um, And I love this freaking piece of art. It was I guess really in the art world, not that expensive, but at the time it felt definitely expensive. It was $795. Like that was like a huge freaking stretch for me. Like huge, huge, huge. I saved my pennies for a long time and got it. And I still love this piece of art. It's like on a cliff. The view is on a cliff overlooking uh, Del Mar Dog Beach, which I can actually see the apartment that I lived in, in the picture, which is really cool. And it's during the time of the County Fair, which if you've ever um, been to San Diego, you know, Del Mar County Fair, San Diego County Fair at the Del Mar Fairgrounds is just incredible. And so it's really like this really cool, um, just this really neat scene. It's like got a lot of nature, but it's got a little bit of um, kind of fun, modern modern kick to it with the neon lights of the fair. So anyway, Giclée, which is basically like a photograph that was taken and then painted over on canvas. So it's really cool. It's super neat. Um, I have my comfy bougie chair that I sit in and a little desk and um, like a little kind of like looking nightstand desk that I keep like little tools and stuff, different things I need in there, business cards, stuff like that. And then I have a writing desk in here. And my therapy office is in a yoga studio. So there's a main yoga studio studio area. And then there's like an acupuncturist and stuff in here as well. So it's this whole wellness center. It's very cool. It's got a very neat vibe. And um, this I will use as another example of synchronicities. So when I first um, started my private practice, I was in an office that was about 30 minutes away from here. And, um, I absolutely loved the women that I worked with. They were all, there were all therapists in that space and, um, they were all wonderful. I still talk to all of them and, um, the space definitely had my own room. So the space definitely felt like my own. I, you know, had, um, gotten a bunch of hand-me-down furniture from my mom and made a really cute space. But slowly, as I started to have a little extra money to uh, furnish my space, I started to get kind of like my own couch and gave, you know, the chairs back to my mom and things like that. And it was really neat to kind of see my vision for my space grow. Um, And my clients right along with me, right? They were, they were there in the beginning and um, got to see kind of like, as I started to, um, shift things to more my style. That was really kind of fun. And I started feeling overwhelmed that, um, my husband and I have a small business and I was trying to do both. And it felt like a lot, um, to drive off the hill. And then if I had clients cancel, it just, it was starting to feel very overwhelming for me. Um, and I was really kind of just listening and looking and waiting for, for something to shift. And, um, then the lady who started the Shala actually reached out to me and said, I'm thinking about opening a yoga studio and it will have a couple of office spaces. Would you be interested in renting one? And it would be on the divide where I live. And I just immediately knew 
that as difficult as it would be to close my practice that I had down there and transition some of my clients or start FaceTiming with clients, that it was absolutely the shift that I needed to make. It was absolutely the answer that I was looking for. And the minute that I moved my stuff into the space, it felt like home. Like it completely felt like I was exactly where I was supposed to be. And I know I keep saying that in this episode, but guys, these are the messages when times are hard. These are the things when, when things fall through, when things don't go as planned, when things aren't going as planned, or um, when you're feeling resentful, you have to look for these messages to know that you're exactly where you are supposed to be. And the answer is not always as clear as that, right? The answer does not always feel as good and solid as like, ah, but you have to seek it. You have to find it. And, um, these synchronicities that you listen to along the way, these little universal messages, if you do acknowledge them and you do listen to them and you do say, Hey, thank you for being here. Thank you for giving me this insight that maybe I'm not super happy where I am right now. And maybe I'm not being the best therapist I can be because I feel stressed driving back and forth. And you listen to these things when opportunities arise, you will make the shifts you need to make because you heard them all along. And that sounds kind of woo-woo and crazy, but that is the truth. It's absolutely the truth. So one of my other big takeaways from Outwild is that you don't have to go it alone. There is like this huge community of people that you can align with, people that can help you, support you, and lift you up, and you don't have to go it alone. I think a lot of times I feel like I have to go it alone, especially being a therapist, because a lot of times it can be lonely. Um, That's why we have our own therapists and I do like, you know, supervision type, like a colleague supervision with my sister-in-law, who's also a therapist to just kind of bounce ideas or things that I'm struggling with. And that is the whole point right there is that I don't have to go it alone. I have others in my life that I can reach out to. And right now, wherever you are, you might be listening to this podcast saying, I wish I had someone to talk to. I wish I had someone I could go through this with. And I'm here to tell you, you do. There is someone. You can find someone. You don't have to go it alone. It's just not how it has to be for you. And it may take you a while. You might have to join a book club or join a hiking group or go to your local VFW hall or volunteer at your local animal shelter or whatever it is, but you don't have to go alone. You can find people who can support you and lift you up. And remember, courage is contagious. Oh, and on that note, I so wanted to tell you about that. And this adorable little bird just flew right up to the bird feeder outside my window. (laughs) I'm not alone. (laughs) Um, But I made it to the top of this mountain and it was so hard. And at the, I mean, it was so hard guys. It was so hard because I have an immense fear of heights (laughs) and I had to put a lot of trust into the person who was, I think it's called belaying. Um, But the whole day I just felt like exuberant, just like overwhelmed with like all these positive juices from people who were encouraging everybody as they were trying this climbing. And by the way, I freaking love being on the wall. And I think this is going to be my new 
outdoor activity. Like I loved climbing and I, and here's an example. I, I feel like I don't know anybody who would like to climb. So this is probably something I need to like go to my REI and see if they have like a climbing group or something like that, because I would love to do this more often. Like so fun, so cool. And then on the way home, the coolest part was I was local. So I drove and wouldn't you know that Alex needed a ride home and why this is important. Okay. I want to share this with you is because these are the synchronicities. So when my clients first told me to start following Jimmy Chin and watch Maru and all of that, that there was this other dude he was going to be filming who was going to try to free solo El Capitan. That means no ropes, climb it straight. I was like, not possible, totally ridiculous, but I'll rent the movie. Rented Maru, fell in love with Jimmy Chin as a videographer, director, the whole thing. Then started following Alex on Instagram and, and he's incredible. This was before he free soloed. And if you haven't seen the movie free solo, go watch that movie. Um, anyway, and continue to follow him throughout the whole thing. Long story short, anytime in my life over the past two years that I thought I can't do something like it cannot be done. I cannot do it. I would look at this picture of Alex Honnold hanging off El Cap 4,000 feet above the ground without ropes. Mind you, now that I have actually seen this guy climb, <laughs> it is like literally poetry in motion. He is literally like dancing up the wall. It is incredible. Like it's a lifetime of learning. It's a lifetime of practice that, that he's had to have this level of confidence. But I would look at that photograph and I would tell myself, I can, I can find a way I can find the people that I need to help support me. I can find the courage that I need to face my fear and do it, whatever it is. And so to have Alex in my car <laughs> driving that day and PS, I'll pause here to say that I said nothing cool, did nothing cool. <laughs> did not ask him any crazy cool questions, did nothing. Just totally average day. Could have been my mom in the car. <laughs> and that's just kind of me. Like, that's just me. That's who I am. <laughs> anyway, so he was in the car. And guys, this ties into this whole thing. When the publisher for the book deal said to me, I don't think we can make it work with the timing with you being unavailable for three days, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Oh God, uh, knife in my gut. Feel it. Yes. True. But feeling really, 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 really like, ah, did I make the right choice to go to Outwild? These, these moments, you know, having Alex in the car and a couple of other gals that I had met who were freaking awesome. It was like, no, it was exactly where I'm supposed to be. And that was not, that was not it. And, um, this happens all the time, all the time. We find ourselves in situations as mundane as, well, if I just left the house five minutes earlier, I wouldn't be stuck in this traffic as mundane as that, where we question whether we're in the right place. And I want to say you are exactly where you are supposed to be. I feel like this episode is like completely full of mantras. You are exactly where you are supposed to be. If you don't believe that, then take a minute, look around, 
and find the message that tells you you're exactly where you're supposed to be. Okay. So good. Okay, so let's talk about Sonny's workshop that I took, which... Okay, so I took Sonny's workshop on values and goals. But the values is the one that was so ironic because the week before Outwild, I had podcasted on this exact topic. Actually, I had podcasted on the book Dare to Lead by Brene Brown that I was reading, if you guys remember, and I was talking to you about the values and how like kind of it was such a cool page in the book to figure out what your values were. And that's kind of like ties into the whole your why, why are you doing stuff, yada, yada. And honestly, I'm going to say this, and I truly think this, Sonny did a better job of helping me identify my values than Brene Brown. Love you, Brene Brown. I got to put that out there. She's freaking amazing. You guys know how I feel about Brene Brown. But Sonny nailed it. And I feel like this is an important role that I have as a woman to lift another woman up. She killed it. She killed it. As just a person, it's like important to help each other out. I'm a therapist. I don't even think I could help my clients figure out their values as good as this little workshop she led. It was like super awesome. And that's all I'm going to say. If you want to uh, sign up for a life coaching session with Sonny on values, this would be a good time to do it. <laughs> okay. All right. But during this, I identified these phrases that are my values, right? Okay. And then within that, I had these mantras. Do you want to hear them? Okay. The first one is... I wrote grace and then I scratched it out and wrote peace. And then they're like little mantras underneath. I can be kind when I'm pissed. I am calm and collected in stressful situations. I let go of judgment. Oh, I love those. I love these mantras that tie into my value system so that when I'm in situations, I can connect back to these mantras, right? So when I'm in these situations that are super freaking stressful and I'm just like angry, my mantra is I am calm and collected in stressful situations because grace, giving grace or being peaceful is one of my values, one of my core values. So hope was another one. And I'm listing these two first because these were the two that I mentioned before I went to Outwild. Uh, with hope, I continue to improve all that I am. You guys have heard me say, like, I am an ever learner. I love this idea. Hope, I can continue to improve all that I am. I don't let negativity of others squash my spirit. 
And I don't mean when somebody is having a bad day that I can't be around them or offer them support or something like that. What I'm saying is that when I walk into a room and I'm like, good morning to you, and people are like, uh, it's not that great. It's like freaking hot today. That I don't have to let that squash my spirit. I can still be bubbly Michaela who's like, hey, hey, it's a great day. We're going to make it a great day. And I have hope for that, right? I have hope that if I don't let others squash my spirit and I continue to be that positive person that I can impart good, I have hope for that. And the last one under hope was I find the good in situations. I think sometimes we're in situations that are crappy, right? This is finding the happy in the poopy. And I think that it's not always that easy to do. Replace your H-A. Oh, no. No, no. Replace your P-O with (laughs) H-A. What am I even talking about? This is the detox. (laughs) Okay. This is day 120 of detox. (laughs) You say things like replace the P-O with H-A. Poopy to happy, poopy to happy. (laughs) Maybe we need to get Savannah back on this podcast to keep me in check, huh? What do you guys think? (laughs) Um, Okay. And another value, trust. And so my mantras are, I don't worry because I know everything will be okay. I am a total warrior. So for me, um, trusting is huge. It's a huge part of, and I can trust in like the universe and where I'm supposed to be and all that. But when it comes to like worrying about my child or worrying about things that are happening with him at school or stuff like that, like that's where I tend to lose that trust. Everything will be okay. So that was good for me to have that mantra. Um, I know what the universe delivers. I need. And that just kind of reminds me that even if something is kind of crappy in the moment, like there's something in this that I'm supposed to be taking, I know that I am endless and held. I I just, I really, I really attach to this idea that we are so much greater. We are so further beyond this, this here now, this moment, um, we are endless. We are endless in the most basic form, even if you just consider what happens with our remains when we die and that eventually a tree grows from that space, you know, or a leaf of grass, um, blade of grass, I guess it's called, um, you know, will grow there. Like that's just a basic endlessness. And that's something that's very spiritual. And um, some people maybe don't agree. Maybe they just think it's lights out. But for me, I liked to trust in this idea that I am endless and that I'm held, that I'm held by something much greater than myself. Um, it helps me on my hard days to visualize. Um, I don't like picture a person or anything like that, but I picture myself standing away, seeing myself in, um, like on a beach or on a field or in the clouds or whatever. And I'm physically being held up and um, protected, covered, held. And that feels good. And then my last value is family. So, um, oh, no, no, I had two more. I had two more. Okay. So for family, I put, um, oh, this is like, I put so much. I just don't even know what I want to share because I want to keep some of this personal and private for me. Um, But being present, um, kindness, and love without judgment. 
So those were kind of my, there's a lot more in there, but that's for me, not you. Sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Um, and then the last one is bravery. So I do not let fear stop me from moving forward in making decisions. And I do, right? We all do. That's just definitely part of life. I feel like part of life is um, human survival and human survival says, nope, that's going to hurt. And so we don't do it. So this is one I'm, you know, bravery is going to be like an ever work for me for sure. Uh, Okay. Love it. I love it. I love all of that. And I really wanted to talk with you guys about these concepts, things that I learned from Outwild, notably courageous, courageous synchronicities and messages are all around us. And they're there when things, you know, don't work out to remind us that we're exactly where we are supposed to be. And, uh, you don't have to go it alone, that there is a, that there is a huge community of people who, um, you can tap into. And, um, lastly, that we're all going through so many of the similar struggles and it's so important that we reach out to each other. We reach out and, and just say, I hear you. I see you. I acknowledge you. I validate you. I appreciate you. All these things that, that we can we can do as humans to make our human connection so much more real and so much more positive. And that is really all that I wanted to share with you guys today. And I am so thankful that uh, you joined me again. And I really look forward to the next uh, couple guests that we're going to have. And I keep saying we, because it's still so much me and Savannah, right? Savannah is the, she's the one who encouraged me. She was my courage to do this podcast to begin with. And, um, her eight episodes are some of the most fun and some of my most favorite. And, um, I know I would not be here if it weren't for her. So it still feels very much like a joint thing, even though I know she has a lot going on and, um, needs to be present elsewhere in her life. So anyway, guys, thank you so much for coming back to join on this podcast. And, um, and if you haven't checked out my website, please do. There's so many resources on there, books, free workshops, different things like that, um, that can help you on your way to be you and find happy. Thanks for coming. This has been a BU Find Happy podcast. For more inspiration, check out the links.